0: Hello, it's Lorraine here, and today this is a podcast episode, and it's about how I wrote a chapter in a collaborative book. So it starts back in August 2020, uh, on the very night that my ex-partner abruptly terminated our relationship, I remember saying to him that evening that I was going to write my book. I had no idea at that point how things might unfold and it took some months before I could even focus on anything. I had started to feel a little more positive although my situation was far from secure. I engaged a company in January of 2021 and they had led me to believe that they helped in conflict resolution and mediation. So, with this company supposedly helping me, I did feel that things might improve. So, around that time that I started the outline of the book, I had been active in a group called Grief Hub, run by Samantha Roof, on Facebook. I'd made a comment in the group that I was starting to write my first book. I was then invited by Samantha to take part in writing a chapter for a collaborative book. Thinking about my situation, I didn't want to write about that before I'd actually completed my book. Um, So I chose to write about an experience that I had when I was 27 years of age. So I first met Samantha through this Facebook group. Um, Because I know the pain of losing a partner very suddenly. I was 47 years old at that time. He was 52. He suffered a fatal heart attack. However, when I found grief, Hab, it was because I had been abruptly discarded by the partner I had been with for the past 11 years. So at 59 years of age, you think that you've come to a time when life's about enjoying your future. Uh, I had regained some confidence over a period in which my partner had confessed to my face about seeing another woman in the UK. The pain and the deep trauma was unbearable. He didn't confess in order to make things better. He wanted me to accept that he could have a double lifestyle. I suffered panic attacks, sleepless nights. I had thoughts spinning in my head and I had no clue how I could get through the anxiety. I had all the different emotions of fear, anger, hurt, disappointment. I have studied a lot of personal development through my life And the thoughts of being grateful and thankful and forgiving were far from my mind. Until one morning, I woke up and an inner voice was saying to me, You are killing yourself slowly. So I had to do something to help myself. I went back to the person developed materials and yes, negative thoughts and emotions can lead to physical illness. So I found my own way through releasing anger. I didn't journal at that time, but I did write some letters to the universe, including my letter to the other woman, and then I had some statements that I would repeat out loud every night and every morning my own forgiveness statements. It started to work. Eventually, after nine months, my partner ended the affair with the other woman and I started to recover and regained some confidence. I started to live my life again, hopeful for the future I actually created three blank journal workbooks and I put them for sale on Amazon. I did this post 2020 uh, and these books are still there for sale on Amazon. So during 2019, I had put the pain behind me and started enjoying yoga. I did a couple of art classes. I began to have ideas around building an online business I even joined a dance group with my Spanish neighbours to join in the Cartagena Carnival. That would be in February of 2020. Life felt good. Then obviously, Covid hit the world in March. My partner made the decision not to return to the UK. He didn't want to get stuck in the UK, unable to return to Spain. We spent time together, talking about plans for the future and working on projects around the villa. I was transforming the land creating paths planting cactus and succulents and then the flight restrictions were lifted my partner returned to the UK the plan was to pack a hired fan with lots of furniture and personal items he left in July and booked his return for August while in the UK he booked a two-day transformational breakthrough coaching program he wanted to improve his health and reduce his back pain the day after the breakthrough therapy. He flew out to Spain the day after the breakthrough therapy. The day after he arrived, we spent the whole day talking. He wanted to tell me everything about his experience and how he had had this massive transformation and how he felt so much better. It was so very strange. He even talked about paying for me to have the same experience. He even talked about booking flights to return to the UK, how he would hire a car, book a hotel and be with me while I did this two-day transformation breakthrough. I questioned him as to why would I want to do that. His reply was, "'that he thought it would help me to find the success in business that I always wanted. "'I wasn't sure. "'The next day was also very strange. "'He was acting differently towards me. "'It was later in the evening that I would discover why. "'On reflection, maybe it was a way for him to get me back to the UK "'and out of the Spanish property before discarding me. "'Who knows?' what goes through the thoughts of a person whose mind has been shaken up like a snow globe. So we had entertained friends at the villa, and as soon as they left, he said, let's have a nightcap and sit on the comfy seats on the porch. We both sat down on the porch, and the first sentence started alarm bells ringing in my head. I've got something to tell you, he said. And flashback to 2017 and his confession to my face. The next sentence out of his mouth was, I'm in love with another woman. We can remain friends if you want to remain friends. We just can't have sex anymore. This is my story. I started to write my book in April 2021, I self-published in May 2022, using my author pen name, Lorraine Keeling, there is a message in this book, hoping that I can get this message out to all the people who need to hear it. I want to be able to educate, inform and bring about changes, yes, all big goals. I am determined that I will achieve this. So this is how I became involved in the project of Faces, for Men, Faces of Mental Illness. I posted in the Grief Hub group about my experience of grieving and anxiety and about my reasons for writing this book. The Faces of Mental Illness book project was inspired by Claudia Ferrandez, Samantha Roof and Kate Butler as the, as the publisher. You can read my story and 19 other stories from people who have lived experience of mental illness. We share our stories in Faces of Mental Illness in a collective effort to break stigmas, inspire hope, and change the way the world views mental illness. The foreword was written by Jack Canfield. Uh, he says... They have all experienced immense pain, struggled and fought with all they have against an illness that cannot be seen, continues to be misunderstood and carries with it high level of stigma. It is extraordinarily uplifting to follow their journey from feeling completely hopeless to reaching a place in their lives where happiness, joy and fulfilment has become possible. Jack Canfield So, also in April of 2021, I started my first YouTube channel. I had no clue what I was going to do. I was modelling videos that I was watching and learning from. Then in June 2021, I invested in training to learn more about creating videos and monetizing with affiliate links. I started posting review videos on this second channel. However... It seemed that every time I took a step forward in my life to try to make better of my situation, the ex was one step behind. He was pushing me to leave the property, setting deadlines and offering derisory sums. From March and April 2021 with the mediator as the go-between I was offered 13,000 while the original offers were 50% of the sale value or he was willing to sell the property to me for 115,000, which was 50% of the valuation that had been done in August 2020. Then, after I took things into my own hands, there was an agreement of 40000 and the mediator informed me that they had received an initial sum of £3,000 and I would receive this as soon as arrangements were made for the ex-partner's MG sports car to go into storage. I packed up all of his personal items as well. The storage company arrived as planned and the vintage sports car was moved into the trailer and all the suitcases and his personal possessions were removed to go into storage. So I kept my side of the bargain. I'd been told the 3000 would be in my account in a few days. One week went by and I asked about the payment and the mediator had an excuse about being busy with cold cases. Another week went by, and I received another excuse from the mediator. He thought he might have COVID. Another week went by, I'm now thinking, I have been manipulated again. Uh, and when I call, I get another excuse. There's been a death in the family. The truth was that no sum of money had been paid into the company account he had lied to me i posted a video on facebook on the 18th of june 2021 after i had discovered that the ex-partner and the mediation company had lied and manipulated the situation i put the hashtag on that video as #truthbomb, and I think it's about 15 minutes long as I explain the whole situation of how the mediator had lied. So, the, <laughs> the ex-partner had offered me 50% of the value of the home we were meant to share. hundred and fifteen thousand, twenty ninth of August, 2020. Within days, I was being threatened with being thrown out onto the streets. The 4th of September, 2020. And then again, September the 15th, 2020. I had to listen to him as he went through what he wanted, what he needed, as he lost control and I became the person to blame. The goalposts were moved so many times. It has been one huge roller coaster ride. April 2021, the offer was 13,000. Then it went to 40,000 in June of 2021. He then wrote his offer was 25,000. A week later, it was 30,000. In July 2021, there was an agreement of 40,000 and it was to be paid in two payments ten thousand in one month and thirty thousand on sale agreed. In fact, the prospective buyers were ready to pay a deposit and were going to make the next day to sort it all out. The only thing was he moved the gold pulse again. He altered the agreement to say the thirty thousand would not be paid until after I moved out of the house or Vacant possession. The gender violence solicitors had been telling me all along that it should be money first, then leave. He emailed the agreement to me the night before the deposit was due to be paid. The next day, I was trying to contact him. No answer. I was pacing the floor. I had a very strange feeling. I felt nauseous. I had no communication until later in the day when he told me the buyers had dropped out. Even then I informed the ex-partner he could have his house back, he could have vacant possession and that I had somewhere to go. He refused to meet or pay any of the money or even communicate again. You see he was in control. I had no power. He held all the power. And I had no one on my side to negotiate for me and help me to get out of the situation with some dignity and financial security. He did not treat me with basic human decency. He showed me no empathy or respect. He would take no responsibility For the situation that he had created. This is what happens when one person has control of the finances in the relationship. This is what can happen when you trust someone that you love. And they betray you. They cheat on you multiple times. They lie and manipulate you. They are unpredictable, they change their minds, they can go from Mr. Nice Guy to Mr. Nasty at the flip of a coin. I heard nothing from him until January, 2022. Out of the blue, I receive an email. Happy New Year, Lorraine, oh my. As if nothing had happened. He had someone who wanted to view the house. Would I accommodate a viewing? I did not reply immediately. I had a friend help me to draft a reply. And I told him I would accommodate a viewing. If he would honour his first financial proposal. The next email I received was not friendly at all. He told me I was now at risk of the guarda turning up unexpectedly and I would leave with just my personal possessions. He said, I'm not being vindictive. I just want my house back. Strange that he would say that, because when I offered him his house back in July 2021, when I had the offer of a place to rent, he refused to cooperate or communicate. When the facts were that if he paid the money he had agreed to pay, when the purchasers who were willing to pay the deposit could have gone ahead with buying the house, But oh no, not him. He would rather force an eviction and put me through even more trauma. I am writing the sequel to my first book. The title of the book is Deceptions and Illusions, Embroidered with Truth. And you can find my first book on Amazon and worldwide digital platforms. The title is Post-Separation Abuse, Betrayal and Abandonment, What Type of Man?